0: We're here. It's season two. And you know what, Kenny? Guess what? I, I, did, I crunched the numbers. It's been 5,697 minutes since our last episode.
1: You actually, like, you, you did the numbers, you did the math I did. and all that?
0: I did. I crunched the numbers. And okay. now, there's a reason why. So, um, I'm not sure if a lot of people know about this, but a new game just came out on the Switch. Very important to what we're talking about here. So, hang, hang with me here. New game came out on the Switch. Now, anybody who's owned a Switch since day one knows that there has been a game everybody's been demanding for the Switch. It it's finally, on like
1: it's on every it's on other ev- system. You can you can yeah. play
0: this shit on everything but the fucking Switch until yeah. now. Kenny, calculator,
1: calculator dropped. Calculator
0: dude. finally. Calculator fucking dropped. Drop. Jesus Christ! This nope. this is why it was. This is why it took me so long to get a Switch. This I, is Why it I, took me so long.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're all waiting for that killer app. What does the Switch sorry. even have, yeah. if not Calculator Breath,
0: now? Breath of the Wild, Mario yeah. Odyssey. Fuck that shit. I Dumb want Calculator. baby bullshit. From the, I want Calculator from the same people that did Night Vision <sighs> and Action Boy and 3D Runner or you're whatever going, the fuck.
1: You're going way too obscure for me. Are those like old Newgrounds Flash games?
0: No, it's the, the company that put out the... Um, I, I don't have my Switch in front of me, so I can't check cause I'm bad at doing this show.
1: But wait, um, wait. wait. Are you about to tell me this is a real game company that made this calculator There's a company
0: that, like, puts out the majority of shovelware on the Switch, is the one that Mm -hmm. released Calculator. And it's a decent calculator app. Like, I think it's, like, Texas Instrument level, in a way. It looks good. I don't know. I I don't know anything about calculators. Well, you have to buy uh, the
1: Scientific Calculator DLC, of course. Yeah, okay, there you go.
0: It's all the DLC. But, yeah, Mm -hmm. Calculator's out. I think it's, like, five bucks, whatever. If you need a fucking calculator and you want to get beaten up at school for using your Switch as a calculator, fine, buy it. (laughs)
1: no joke i've actually seen speed runs on it people oh. like it's people like zero to a thousand speed run under 30, 30 seconds let's go
0: that's disgusting anyway uh hello everybody welcome to casuals um it's been a minute we're back for season two ready to go my nipples are hard kenny why don't you introduce yourself i'm matt by the way before kenny introduces i'm matt your host and with me as always is my beloved chum kenny
1: uh, I'm Kenny, uh, soft nipple. Also, be careful on the chum because we're trying to get that copyrighted. So, oh shit, yeah, that might be, yeah, yeah, you're that doing might that be a legal show. issue. All right, yeah.
0: Well, my um, my bosom buddy.
1: Okay, my I'll take I- that
0: inverted nipple bosom buddy.
1: You said you wouldn't fucking tell anybody. Hey, All right,
0: I'm a man of few secrets. What can I say? Uh but no, we're back. Uh we took a we took a wee little break. Um. So yeah, so we we took a little break. Uh, for for a while there, um, just because I, I was going through some stuff, you know, we were in between jobs, and I had I had a new job I was doing, so I was trying to get comfortable in that. I thought I was going to be moving for a bit, so I wanted to focus on other things. But now we're back, and we're ready for this. is going to be season two. This is going to be better because we're going to try to keep every episode at or under an hour, and that's the only improvement we're going to make. Everything else is going to be the same.
1: <laughs> that's all we got so far. That's all we got. So we, we went we went to the drawing board. We're like, well, what can we realistically do?
0: Yeah, what's well, gonna make people listen uh, listen to this show more? Shorter talk episodes. Talk less. Talk less. Yeah,
1: talk less. Uh, less content. Less, of, <laughs> less content will make them like us more. Exactly,
0: less is more. So. And um, I crunched the numbers on that. <laughs> yeah, with the calculator app. Um. So Kenny, what have you been up to? Uh, since we last spoke, what's going on? I so, literally have not talked to my friend Kenny in in the entire time since last episode released.
1: Yeah, we just say like whatever personal conversation. Save it for the podcast. Yeah, all right? I have nothing to say um, to you
0: outside of this podcast. <laughs>
1: It, well, it's kind of like how babies like don't perceive things that aren't in their sight.
0: Object permanence.
1: Yeah, object permanence. I know That's that. Funny. That's so funny. Um, so you you know how I was like trying to like switch my jobs last time. I was trying to leave the place I was currently working at.
0: Yeah, yeah. You were trying to quit uh-huh. Chum Zone.
1: And well, not don't. Uh, not, I wouldn't leave my boys like that. Um, I in the time that I said I was going to quit that last job. They not only gave me a raise, they gave me a second raise. Oh. They named, they named me the uh, department employee of the month, and then they also named me the facility uh, all-star of the month.
0: They must be really desperate to be giving you, of all people, these accolades.
1: I I think because like, there's only so much you can take at your job yeah. until you start looking worn down. Yeah. Um, but I am uh, going to work at a different location soon. Hopefully. Now, when you say if different
0: they... location, is it, it's not the same business. Not the same different... company.
1: Okay. Yeah.
0: Because that, that wouldn't really help. Now, what... I,
1: I wanted to be super careful with the wording. And also, like, this might fall through if they can't pay me enough. It has to be worth it.
0: So how's your wife? How's your, how's your lady friend doing?
1: She's doing good. Well, lady friend, I mean, best friend You're, for life. Not,
0: oh, no, I'm sorry. No, your wife first. Tell me about your lady friend after.
1: I can't tell you about that on the podcast. She's listening right now. So
0: <laughs> she's, she's, always, she's always behind you like while you're editing She has one uh-huh. ear in the earphone
1: See actually I wish she listened to the editing more Because it's super funny She doesn't listen to the actual episodes So You should edit- just have her edit I, I mean she she does have a lot of time you know She's been home because of you know Obviously the fibromyalgia complications yeah, the, So The awful pain she's in Yeah the awful perpetual consistent suffering uh, That nice. is fibromyalgia By the way um Fuck U- since, you're,
0: since you're married, it's now your problem too.
1: Basically, it would have been my—I mean, it would have been my problem anyway. She's, you know, I love her, so. Yeah, but I'm
0: kidding. I'm kidding. I don't I mean to laugh at that, but.
1: No, it's okay. It's okay.
0: <laughs> it's fine. It's all fine.
1: Um, fuck the U.S. government, though, because yeah, they're awful. Well, we were impl- applying for disability, right? Yeah. For her, because obviously she can't work. They said because she can stand for twenty minutes, she doesn't. She is not qualified for disability.
0: Wow, that, th- they're really those, narrowing it for for the field here.
1: Those are the standards. standards. But um, but That's yeah, impressive. life has been fine, um, and I've been catching up on a lot of games, but let's uh, let's get into our first thing that we're going to talk about. Um,
0: yeah, we got some topics, motherfucker. Yeah. We, got a we, good
1: got, we, got, we got a bit today.
0: Well, Kenny, don't you care about what I've been up to?
1: You said, you said, no, you didn't, you didn't say?
0: No, I asked what? you first, because I'm polite.
1: <laughs> Matt, what have you been up to?
0: Nothing. Let's get on to our first topic. <laughs>
1: you, you, you said you were in between jobs. I felt like, I thought that was all you wanted to say about that.
0: No, no. That, that was just reasoning for why we didn't record for a while.
1: Oh, okay. I've done
0: more than just job hunt. I'm more than well, just what I can do for society. Well, I have my got, own hopes and dreams.
1: You got back into your natural environment uh, with the drive-in every week, yes. right?
0: Yeah. Drive-ins are now reopened. So I have been mm-hmm. going to drive-ins and, and the theater too. If there's something good playing, I'll go to uh, the movie tavern here. Yeah. Uh, because I am fully vaccinated, motherfucker. I'm in, I'm immortal.
1: I can't no, nothing die. can touch you. Yeah, I can't die. Yeah, it's and like you're... The,
0: yeah. It's like the time I got hepatitis, and you know, once you get one, you're immune to them all. So
1: uh-huh. I can't
0: uh-huh. get any STDs either. I'm kidding. I don't have hepatitis. But um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and also,
1: told, who told you that?
0: That's just a thing. That's just a thing. That's, like everyone knows that, right?
1: Huh. I've never I've never had to talk about hepatitis yet so far. So you've never had that talk. No, I've never had the hepatitis talk. You know, like well, your pa sits you down like, listen, son, you listen, know about son. the birds and the bees? Oh, <laughs> well, sometimes there's little parasites also.
0: If you see a chef walk out of the bathroom without washing their hands, <laughs> don't.
1: Don't have sex with them.
0: Yeah, don't fuck them without a condom because they'll mm-hmm. give you an STD. Um, <laughs> no, so I, uh, yeah, I've been going back to the movies on a weekly basis now, so I feel a little more human. I've been hanging out with some more friends. Uh, so I, I feel even more human because we're all getting vaccinated. Um and uh what else what else? I finished Children of Dune, the third Dune novel, so I'm on the fourth one now and I'm thoroughly addicted. Mm. Oh, so fucking good. Okay. Why can't we just talk about Dune? Can we just talk about Dune for the rest of the show? Right, I fucking hate video games.
1: You got to save that for first marks.
0: Oh, that when podcast about Oh yeah 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with that, but um, we we will. I I'm trying to rebrand First Marks, but Justin and I are uh, very much in between jobs. That poor guy's been going through the ringer with uh mm-hmm. his his past couple of gigs. So we're figuring it out, but it'll it'll be back. It probably just won't look the same. Anyway, yeah. um, yeah. So I don't. Know, I've been doing pretty well. Uh, I've, my mental and emotional well being has been a lot better. Uh, for good. multiple reasons. So yeah, we're we're doing pretty good. But um, yeah, so anyway, now that I'm finally done talking, let's get on to our first topic here. Thou this is um, yeah, this is a topic that's very near and dear to both of our hearts because it's one of the first topics we really got into here on the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the Yakuza franchise. Now, for those of you just tuning in for season two, um, we uh, I recently became a big Yakuza fan after playing a Dragon. I've had no experience with the franchise beforehand. Uh, as we remember from earlier episodes, I was very wrong about my uh, outlook on the first uh, couple of games in that franchise, I thought it was a very serious game. Uh, little did I know that, sure, the plot can be serious, but the game itself is very goofy and there's a lot of fun to be had. Uh, so I was very wrong about that. But anyway, we got some great Yakuza news here. So uh, the rest of the Yakuza games in the main line of the franchise um, are going to be following uh, Ichiban, which is mm-hmm. very great because he's a very endearing character and I want to spend more time with him. And... The rest of the Yakuza games from here on out are going to continue to be RPG. Kenny, how do you feel about that?
1: That's fantastic because, you know what, um, we're still not entirely losing the classic Yakuza taste because, on the other hand, it's kind of spluttering off into two directions. Two directions are obviously we have Yakuza as the RPG series, but we're also continuing with Judgment, um, which is a little spin-off Yakuza game, but has the typical Yakuza gameplay. Yeah. So we won't be missing out on that. By the way, different the dude story, is. Different characters, yeah. Yeah, and the main character, by the way, is voiced by Greg Chun, who plays um Oh, who's the homeless man? Nan Nanba. Nanba, yeah, That's it's voiced Namba, by Nanba. It's That's voiced awesome. Na- by Nanba, yeah.
0: I love that. That makes me so happy. Yeah, I've yet to play I've yet to play Judgment, but I really want to get into that, especially since hmm. the next one's coming out. So it seems like what they're gonna be doing now with the Yakuza franchise is uh re- going back and forth yearly between mm-hmm. um the Yak the mainline franchise with Ichiban and then a spin off, whether it be judgment or maybe even otherwise, I don't know. Uh but either way, it's very exciting stuff. I'm so glad that they decided to change up the gameplay. Uh because mm-hmm. now I I, I I hate when games stay stagnant. You know, this is Like a Dragon was the seventh mainline entry. Yeah. Uh, eighth total. Um
1: so that, not eighth total, but seventh mainline entry. I thought
0: zero, because there's six. Um,
1: there's also Lost Souls, a zombie game. Oh, and yeah. I think there's one or two where it's actually like feudal Japan. Hmm. So, yeah, yeah. So there's been a few uh, few okay. other ones.
0: Well, either way, um, hmm. for, for a game that maintains the same... It's like Resident Evil does this. Every couple of games, they'll switch it up. They start with the top-down tank controls for 1, 2, and 3, Code Veronica then along comes four and then five and six are now the uh look at the booty shooties Mm -hmm. and then with seven and eight we get the first person perspective but we're also still getting the look at the booties with two and three remake and other remakes that we're sure to get so i really like this approach that some game companies are taking uh because there's other details here too um i I like changing up the format Mm -hmm. uh that's Mm -hmm. fantastic as long as the spirit of the of the, uh, of, of the franchise is there i'm totally for that give us something new I don't want mm-hmm. the same shit every single fucking time. That's how you get Pokemon. But um then uh also with this, what they're doing is um what the fuck was I gonna say?
1: <laughs> alternating?
0: It's not alternating, no. It was um
1: <laughs> whatever. <laughs> whatever. It must not have been important.
0: I don't know. Yep. It's been a long day. <laughs> so either way, I'm I'm really excited about the future of this franchise, and I can't wait to get more into these games. Mm-hmm. Um Kenny, how do you feel about them mixing up the uh, the gameplay like that?
1: Oh, that's fantastic. You know, yeah. I mean, like you said, you could always uh, enjoy Judgment that way. But even if they didn't, like, change it every few years, you could always go back to, like, the old games and yeah, play them. Yeah, they're always going to be there. Yeah. I will <laughs> theoretically always going to yeah, be the there, point. depending.
0: Yeah. The, the main idea. But, um, mm-hmm. yeah, we'll see. Uh, I'm, I'm excited either way, and I can't mm-hmm. wait to learn more about the upcoming titles in the Yakuza franchise. Mm-hmm. Very exciting stuff there. Yeah. I can't um, believe
1: they accidentally leaked the next game though. For Judgment, Lost yeah. Souls, Lost Souls. They, they showed they showed like a, a it's screenshot. Lost Judgment. Lost judgment. No, yeah. I, whatever. Either way, they showed a screenshot of like um, the PlayStation Five like uh, dashboard and all that, and yeah. it happened to have that on there.
0: Oh, oh, well, I, I yeah. thought wait that was leaked. I thought they just had a trailer that they put out.
1: They they probably did that after the leak.
0: After okay yeah, yeah. I didn't. This is how good we are at what we do. Um, mm-hmm. I, I didn't even know there was a, uh, a possible leak.
1: Yeah, well, I'm just on Twitter the whole time. So uh, okay, I see. It's yeah, that's thing. why. Yeah. That, that's how you stay tuned into this shit, you know. Just Nobody on Instagram constantly be on Twitter all the time. Just, just refresh it the whole damn day. Doom scroll. Soak endlessly. up that information.
0: Stay up until four a.m. on Twitter. Um. So anyway, Yakuza, awesome, love it, can't wait. Uh but. You know it's funny. We were talking about um, you. You mentioned there uh, possibly not existing games online and all that. Yeah. Sony recently backtracked. Uh, do you want to do you want to cover this one?
1: So yeah, due to uh, a lot of fan outrage and also the potential of them taking away your ability to actually physically play the games that you bought, being uh, potentially a legal issue, they are now going to keep on uh, supporting the Sony stores that ha- they have the PlayStation. Three, uh, the Vita, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Um, due to just Basically, just due to people bullying this company, which is fantastic. I think bullying works, you know, when it's for corporations. And so that, um, we're going to start, you know, a little uh, chalkboard we of a, we a get a physical <laughs> physical versus digital. Yep. I'm just going to put one over here in the digital column, and I'm just going to keep that open. A lot of space. Yours is a little small over here. I'm going to leave a little <laughs> less space, because who needs it, you know? <laughs>
0: Yeah, who needs the space? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, we we've uh, many times on this show uh, have discussed the pros and cons of physical versus digital. Mm-hmm. Uh, Kenny's a big fan of digital. I am a physical man. Mm. I'm a very physical man. <laughs> so whenever we're 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 gonna co- uh, cover topics like this throughout the entire run of our series. And to kind of jump up with this as well, <laughs> uh, Do you hear about the ruby and sapphire debacle that just happened?
1: Yeah, actually, I, yeah. I, I, I didn't really. You know more about that than yeah. I do for sure.
0: <laughs> Check this out. So, uh, Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire, or was it Alpha Ruby and Omega Sapphire? Uh, anyway, Patero um, Pidado. a lot of people are discovering that their copies don't work. Now, granted, these are 3DS games. Um, not that they're that, and because, well, granted, they're not that old. So for them to not be working right now is pretty fucking mm-hmm. shitty. So a lot of people speculate that it's just a certain batch that was sent out um if anybody's familiar with how these games are developed they'll kind of ship them in batches print them you know produce them in in, in big batches and then ship them out and then make more as uh, supply and demand goes so a lot of people think it was just one unit that was kind of fucked up uh so we don't know exactly how many of these games got shitty but if you're at home listening and you have a copy of ruby or sapphire on the 3ds Maybe pop it in and check it out. Let us know if it works or not. Uh, mm-hmm. So that's that's a point for Kenny. One of very few points he'll be getting. That's a so point for Mark Kenny. Two. If, yep. If that was digital, then he'll be playing it right now. Those poor, mm-hmm. those poor suckers that bought physical media.
1: I, I well, I mean that's unfortunate because like with that, it shit like that does happen. It does break, you know. Yeah. And like somebody on quality control on that production line or something like that was not doing their job it's, for that no, particular yeah. batch.
0: I hope somebody was fired from that because all these poor kids now can't play their uh, eight-year-old game. So, <laughs> we
1: demand blood for Pokemon.
0: Blood. Um. Actually, you know what? No, I-, I want blood from Nintendo right now because they got this fucking Amiibo shit going on.
1: Fuck so, that bullshit, dude. So not
0: only are we going to be spending $60 on a game that was cheaper when it initially released, a game that came with a music CD and a Golden Wii uh, Wii Motion Plus controller when it initially released for the I, same forgot. I yeah.
1: forgot about that point. It's been so long since we did the episode. Yeah.
0: So Nintendo's, uh, as as we mentioned, Nintendo's re-releasing uh, Skyward Sword uh, later on this year on the Switch, a remaster, <clears throat> and the game looks exactly the fucking same. It just has it has controller controls now. It has analog controls, which yeah. I guess that's fun. That's cool. Thank you, Nintendo. It's a but, it's um, a quality of life improvement. Yeah. So which is something that you would hope that they would just do. But mm-hmm. anyway, so not only is this game sixty dollars, but there's a fast travel. Another quality of life uh, uh, thing in here is uh they have fast travel in the game. You got that people,
1: segue I was dropping for? You? Yeah, I see. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: So when uh, a lot of people, I guess one of the biggest complaints for the game was that there was no fast travel in uh, the original Wii uh, version of the game. I haven't played it, so I, I can't really speak uh, on behalf of myself. But Nintendo was like, oh, yeah, you want fast travel? Sure, we'll give you fast travel, but you got to buy the Amiibo for it. So now yep. you have to find a fucking 15, 20, whatever dollar Amiibo that's going to be sold out everywhere because it's a, a fucking Amiibo. It's a, Yeah, those <laughs>
1: those are gone the moment they hit yeah. store shelves.
0: Yep. So if you want this fucking it's like Zelda and the bird. So if you want this fucking amiibo, so you can go uh, parasailing and, and do quick travel between the land and sky, uh, I guess pre-order it whenever you can. If you want to do fast travel, or you can just be a real fucking gamer and do it without it.
1: Or ultimately, you shouldn't. Why buy it? Yeah. Why buy it? it? Yeah. Just why don't buy, buy it
0: game? and show Nintendo. Because there was. Did you see? Um. Uh. The, uh. Satoru Iwata had mm-hmm. uh, that new book came out uh, after his death. Rest in peace. Real cool guy. Um, he had a book out uh, that just came out uh, about interviews and stuff that he did, and just like musings and everything. And he was talking about why Nintendo game prices never drop, uh, and why their prices are always so expensive. It's because, um, he believes Nintendo believes that, uh, video game companies condition players to wait for a good deal instead of buying games when they come out to support the, the creators. So if like Resident Evil Eight comes out. Uh, a lot of people won't buy it at first because they know in a couple of months the price will drop to 50, 40, 20 and then they can just get it then. So mm-hmm. why why bother getting a game for full price when you could just wait a little bit? So Nintendo's like fuck that. We are we just won't except for like certain certain things just won't automatically drop the price of our games to maintain their value and to let core players who you know fans that bought the game early feel better about their purchase and not like oh great i spent 60 dollars on a game now it's 40 bucks two months later like immortals phoenix rising that's what ubisoft does they'll release a game and then in a month it's fucking 20 bucks Mm -hmm. but um i don't know i don't know how to feel about that because i in a way i kind of i kind of get it from like a business point and like as a fan but also if I buy a game for $60 and I like that game, I'm not going to feel bad. Once that game price drops, I'm going to be glad that more people get to play the game Mm -hmm. who, who weren't as lucky as me to get it at first for one reason or another, whether they waited or couldn't afford it. Um, so like, I don't care. Like, yeah, Resident Evil eight. I had a great time with that. We'll be discussing that later. I love that game. I'd spend $60 on that game again. I had such a good fucking time. Review (laughs) over. (laughs) So how do you feel about this thing?
1: I feel like, you know, there's definitely points to it. You're right. Like, uh, I follow Awada's like ideology in it, but there's definitely a time frame where that just doesn't work anymore. Yeah. You know. It's two years later and your game is still sixty dollars. Why would we purchase this? Breath of the
0: Wild, Mario Odyssey, they shouldn't be sixty dollars right now. And it shouldn't be a huge event when the price drops five dollars, you know?
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. You'll see it pop up on like Twitter. I follow this like cheap game Twitter. And I'll be like, Oh, like, this Nintendo game is on sale for 55 out of, you know, fifty five ninety nine or some shit like that. Ass.
0: It's a shame. It's a real shame. Um, And and, then- and
1: Sorry, and a quick point to add. You'll see a lot of, like, a big resurgence in, like, online multiplayer games when they pop up on PlayStation, like, now or, yeah, like, yeah. PS Plus. You know, it does good for the community. Granted, they're mostly games that you could buy microtransactions in because what doesn't, you know? So the company yeah. is still making money off of those players.
0: That implies Nintendo cares about their fan base, can it? Yeah,
1: which is is an absurd alternate reality we don't live in, so.
0: We don't live there. But, um, yeah, uh, no, it's a shame. It's a crying shame. Uh, I I just feel bad for people who really want to, like, I know a lot of people that want to play Breath of the Wild. Uh, Mm. It's a game they wanted to play for a while because it's it's an evergreen title. It's always going to be fun. Mm -hmm. You know, You, you can buy that game now and it feels like it came out yesterday. It's so good. Uh, so I just feel bad for them that still have to pay sixty dollars for it. It's kind of fucking bullshit. Just borrow it from a friend at that point. Then Nintendo mm. makes no money, or they yeah. pirate it. You know, yeah, just pirate so, your video games. Yeah, so I guess whatever. Fuck you, Nintendo.
1: <laughs> Are we well, legally allowed to say pirate your video games? I'll believe um,
0: that. It's sarcasm. They're not giving us any money. We're not making money off of this.
1: Yeah, you're right. Yes.
0: Yeah. Everything we do with parody, don't take us seriously uh kenny you want to talk about a video game that you've been playing
1: uh yeah so i've been playing barbie's high flying adventures and it's been pretty no. good so far yeah, yeah dude like they just uh they just dropped the price so you know i felt like i could afford it and treat myself a little bit you know
0: yeah yeah they dropped it from 99 dollars to 79 dollars.
1: and listen it's still fucking worth it worth no i i've been playing disco elysium for my wife basically I, want, yeah. <laughs> I wanted to show her how the game is. Um, so just play it all for her. <laughs> and, well, uh, it's better now that it has voice acting. I don't have yeah. to read out the whole thing for her. All right, so Matt, I want to ask you, where are you at in your purchasing of Disco Elysium? How do you feel about it right now?
0: How do I feel about it? Um, I'm still waiting because so I want to get it on the Switch. Uh, but I am not sure if I want to get it right away when it's on the Switch. I just, I don't know. I don't okay. know yet. I do eventually want to get it, though.
1: I am going to tell you some interesting things it does as an RPG that are super fun. And it might sell you on it. It might not. Mm -mm. Um, I'll just tell you this one scenario. I was talking to like two like war veterans. Actually, one's a war veteran. One's a lazy slouch. And it was at this point I realized in the game that a successful skill check does not always lead to a good result. What does that mean? so the way uh the game works is that you have your different personality parts um half light which is you know just your body's ability to just jump into motion uh perception um and at certain levels of the skill they'll chime in more often um so basically the game is also running these passive skill checks as you're making conversations but there's also big like skill checks that give you a percentage um red ones are ones you can't go back to white ones you can go back to once you increase that skill level so i saw these two old gents they're playing this little game they're throwing these balls um in a pit and trying to get closer to the center the main character um let's just call him a hobo cop or whatever <clears throat> for now because his name is a spoiler you actually don't know your name to begin with in is the it game. disco it's not disco
0: is it elysium
1: it's not elysium
0: oh, i'm all out of ideas
1: uh, so, so, I have the skill check, and I go over, and I hit it, and it says, you know, play the game with them. I succeeded in the skill check. Do you know what HoboCop did?
0: Did he kill the kids?
1: He grabbed one of the balls, spun around, and threw it as hard as he could in the ocean. That was a successful skill check. <laughs> and they're like, what, what are you doing, man? They're French, by the way.
0: wee okay. wee. Uh, oui,
1: oui. And as I don't know... I thought that's how i played the game like and not only that i also decided to fuck with these people further yeah so this old war veteran also continues to go on after we got done with that whole ball situation and he was still a little pissed at me but it's fine i'm a cop i do wacky things yeah i'm quirky like that
0: Yeah, yeah you're just you know just having having a bro down having a bro
1: down um this uh war veteran tells me about the time that he Saved the young prince who traveled to the front lines. He didn't know how to lead and he got his legs blown off. And this war veteran's legs were also like unable to move. So he carried this prince on his back for two days in the mud. While still taking out several enemy units through enemy territory. And so I uh, as hobo trying to relate to him. I say well you know what Renee. I have a story for you too. And it's uh, way worse than yours, okay?
0: Oh, good. So he's trying to trump his trauma.
1: Basically. That's so, Renee, Renee, you ever wake up from a pit of nothingness? You crawl out of the void and you don't remember who you are or what's going on. And so Renee rebuttals, are you talking about getting blackout drunk? And I'm like, well, you could say it like that, Renee. But yeah. <laughs> but yeah. And then it got super awkward and he wouldn't give me any more information. Are I you,
0: Is that a uh, spoiler?
1: No. Is that, is that really no. how he
0: forgot? Has so, he lost his memory?
1: Yes. Okay. So yeah, it's not a spoiler. But at the beginning of the game, you wake up with a fucking hangover. It's very obvious. He threw a shoe through a window. Your tie is on the ceiling. You could actually die in the first five minutes of the game. Uh, depending on your health because you can potentially hurt yourself trying to get the the tie from the ceiling fan that's still on if you don't turn it off first okay then if you turn the lights on too fast you can also hurt yourself that that way
0: (laughs) i was gonna say i love like postmodern rpg
1: bullshit It, it it's so dumb but it does it the best way this this is a story about like an absolutely broken man but it it has some of the best writing I've ever seen in any video game ever. Even the flavor text you'll want to read, or awesome. you'll want to listen okay. to with the new voice acting. You know, it's it's just an amazing game, and I think I think it's an if you're into RPGs at all, it's a game that any RPG fan is going to want to check out. Basically, mm. yeah. Oh,
0: shit, when it comes to the Switch, I'm going to fucking get it. Yeah. If I only do- when when does it even come to the Switch?
1: I, I don't know that yet, actually, because I just got it on PS four anyway. After I already bought it on PC, but like you were talking about, like buying a game twice for supporting it because of how good it is, or like I would still yeah. pay like sixty bucks. Yeah. I bought this game twice just because I know it's so good, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so
0: I'm seeing here that it's coming out at some point in 2021, okay. uh, summer 2021 release, okay. which I could have sworn I saw something the other day that said like June or July. What the fuck? Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh,
1: it's I don't want to reveal too much like yeah. with like it with like the unique RPG systems and the story and like the funniest fucking like dialogue and shit happening that I've ever seen. Like not okay. like not like basic ass funny, like actually legitimately funny. Um, Actually, I'll just tell you one more thing. So, OK, yeah. In, in his blackout, drunken state, you know, he's staying at this whirl and in rags. You play a detective, by the way. He was sent here to investigate a murder. Um. You wake up from the void, you go down, and you talk to Gart, right? Uh, Mm. Who is the Whirling rags manager. And he's playing with this, uh, he's trying to fix this bird statue thing that they had in the cafeteria down there. And so it's very obvious. He's very, he's hinting that you did it. He's like, hmm. And then your responses are like, oh, I'm so sorry. I'll pay for that. Like, uh, my apologies. Um, Or fucking bird got what was coming to it. Yeah. Look, my kind of guy. It's just so good. It's so fucking good.
0: That's great. Fuck birds. So, I'm seeing I'm seeing something here right now for um Okay, so apparently it's going to be $40 on the Switch, which that's pretty fair for the deluxe edition yeah. here. And there's going to be a collective uh collective collector's edition for 230 uh, sorry, 250 fucking dollars.
1: Okay. You wanna know what's in it? That's weird. Yeah, tell me. That's that sounds kind of whack.
0: It says it has an innovative... innovative. I can't fucking talk to that. (laughs) It says it has an innovative Layers of the Id premium box. So it's got a box. Mm. It's got a hand-painted Mind Totem vinyl sculpture. I don't even know what that is. Okay. Uh, A 190-plus page hardbound art book featuring oodles of previously unreleased art and stories. So that's kind of cool.
1: That's cool, and the art in this game is very good.
0: Yeah, yeah. from what I've seen, yes, I do like it. Hmm. Um, an illustrated fabric map of the District of Martinez Is that where you that's, live?
1: Yeah, that's where it takes place. Okay.
0: A physical edition of Disco Elysium with a reversible cover in uh, so. a slipcase. Uh, this is a feature. It says region free. And that's it. Oh okay. my god, you spend $250 on that.
1: That's... listen. I Well, I'm not a physical merchandise guy. Yeah, so yeah I'm not I saying really, you specifically.
0: Yeah. I just mean, like, in general, like, that's, I, that's that doesn't seem worth $250 for a nice book, a little sculpture, and a map. Mm-hmm. Which, like, no one... no, I'd rather a poster than a map. No one uses those maps anymore.
1: Yeah. Uh, no, I, and the sculpture's
0: honestly, though, fine, but I don't know what the fuck this is.
1: I mean, there's so many games I would like, like, art books, because I like to check out the concept art from. Yeah. But that would be all I'd really be looking for in there. You yeah. know? Yeah.
0: Damn, that's kind of shitty. Uh, no. I, I wish they at least offered more for the price. That, that seems like nothing.
1: Uh, do you want? They should include. They should include the actual book that it's based off of. This it's based au- off a book. This this author had uh, wrote this book um, about the whole world, Shoal and all that. And I don't know that Disco Elysium, you know, with, with the cop and all that, is specifically what the book is about, but it takes place in that world he created.
0: That's so oh. cool. I didn't know yeah. that. That's very yeah. cool. I like that. Kind of like uh, Dune.
1: Oh, Dune too.
0: Yeah. I, I'm waiting for a nice Dune RPG. That'd be awesome.
1: Oh, yeah. Whatever it's like Dune is. a good is. one. I've never, Whatever. I haven't seen Dune.
0: It's a book series.
1: I haven't read Dune.
0: Kenny, you I should start reading Dune.
1: Oh, a book, huh? Yeah, oh. a book. Ooh. Uh, I got you kinda... a copy
0: right here. I got you a copy right here.
1: I kinda... He says
0: as he grabs his nuts. <laughs> okay. I <got> copyright. <laughs> we need like yeah.
1: some sort of like audio translation, like closed captioning. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, Matthew Matt... grabs his ballsack. <laughs> but uh, no, seriously, man.
1: The only books I read are some manga, and know, my Dungeons and Dragons books. like books. Yeah. So.
0: Whatever, whatever. Are you done talking about Disco Elysium?
1: Yeah, I- I'm done boring you for now. cool what's the next subject
0: (laughs) because i kind of wanted to talk about resident evil 8 hit me yeah so resident evil 8 finally came out um i was ready to do this last week but we had a little issue so we couldn't record Mm. so sorry if uh this is a little late to anybody but i don't
1: fucking care resident Um, evil 8 is still fresh i feel like yeah yeah
0: resident evil 8 is fucking fantastic i had a great time with it um now, Kenny, you haven't played it at all, right? You haven't played the demos or anything like that.
1: No, I didn't. Well, because that stupid demo bullshit was going on, where it was like available for like one day, and I was just like, I'm not even gonna bother. I know very the game is good. Rollout. It does, yeah. yeah, it does nothing for me.
0: Yeah. Well, so to get a couple things aside first, uh, this game is very much um, the marriage between Resident Evil Four and Resident Evil Seven. Okay. Um, I don't think it's as scary as Seven, uh, though. I don't really need it to be. Mm -hmm. uh there are a lot of shocking moments in it though that i absolutely adore Mm -hmm. uh that's one thing this game is very good at and the last game too where you have these moments where you're not sure if what's happening is supposed to happen or not like especially in especially in resident evil 7 uh there are some moments in there where i I just i'm like is this how it's supposed to be played like it's you're totally like unsure of what to do and it's fucking fantastic and this game has some moments like that but um no overall very much like four you have the upgrade system uh, for the weapons. You have the merchant. Merchant, in this is great. I like him better than the merchant in four. Did um, you know?
1: Did you know that he knows the merchant in four? Yes, there was a line yeah, of
0: dialogue yeah. where mm-hmm. uh, he he references the merchant. He's an old friend of his. Uh, not surprised, but um, yeah, great, great, great fucking game. Uh, I love. I think what I like the most is it has a fantastic sense of progression. Uh, when you first start off, you are incredibly overwhelmed. Uh, the world around you seems fucking massive, like a big labyrinth, and it's oh so much. So you explore that, yeah, you know, you're exploring the village, whatever. Then you go to the castle. It's the first main stage. The whole gist of it is that you have to fight the four lords of the village, and then fight uh, Mother Miranda, who's like the godhead of the village, more or less, um, is like the final boss there. But uh, so you have to go to these four lords, and you have to spoilers um, for Resident Evil Eight, you have to get pieces of your daughter back um
1: yeah
0: there's a lot in this game that you do not see in the trailers so you're going around finding bits and pieces of your dead daughter um so each one of the lords has one you have to go there whatever so now i love the sense of progression because you start off in this village it's very daunting it's it's big there you know what do i do Where do i go then the map system is great it really is, is a great help as you're going through, you start to realize and remember. Okay, here's where this thing is. Here's that door with this lock. I can't go there yet. I, oh, this place is blocked. And then, in typical Resident Evil fashion, you do a little backtracking, and then things start to gradually open up. So you go into the castle first, run around the castle. You're having a good time. Lady D's chasing you around with her daughters. Yeah. They do a lot of. They, yeah, dude, they do a lot of fun stuff with the lore for like vampires, werewolves, stuff like that. Mm. They make it very Resident Evil. It's not.
1: They're caused by viruses.
0: Yeah. And like, uh-huh. even just like how they go about it too. And like, like the daughters, for example, when you see them in the games, they have, they have all these bugs flying around them. Mm-hmm. They are pretty much made of a bunch of cicadas and they all group together to form one of the daughters and they don't like the cold and it's just like cicadas. Yeah. It's crazy. So all mm-hmm. three daughters are just a bunch of cicadas grouped together that make a body. Um, So that's fun and it's weird cuz it's like that's that's so weird for vampire lord to add yeah, something original rick and morty yeah.
1: came up with it first million mm-hmm. ants
0: oh the ant guy <laughs> Million okay, I guess yeah yeah they're doing a, a spin-off series oh yeah the vindicators that. awful awful yeah not necessary dan Harmon's dan Harman's rolling in his fat suit mhm but uh yeah so not fun but Anyway, sense of progression. So then you go to the castle, and while you're there, you get a little stronger, you get a couple items, and then you go back to the village for a second time. Now when you're back in that village, you have a better understanding of where everything is, and you also have a key that you found, or this crank, or this wheel, and now you can unlock so many other things with that. And then there's other little side areas that kind of feel like Zelda dungeons, where you have to do some puzzle solving and figure shit out to get a reward, and that's very satisfying. so. We uh, The first actual like level in the game would be uh, the castle, Lady D's castle. Dimitri's um, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry to burst everyone's bubble here, but she is not the main villain of the game. She is one of several like sub-villains in the game, so yeah. you don't really spend that much time with her. So her level in the castle is very much like uh, the Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Mr. X Nemesis kind of situation where you're kind of being followed the entire time. Um, so you, you always have that lingering threat and it's, it's a little more slow pace as you wander around, but you do have that threat and you got to outrun shit. A lot of fun though. The actual running away and hiding and all that and the escape in this game is a little bit weak because you're not so much thinking, okay, what the fuck do I do? Where do I go? Um, how do I get past this person? Like in resident evil two, the remake, uh, if you see like a zombie or Mr. X coming towards you. You don't really have that many options you're in a tight mm-hmm. hallway nothing's too open everything's very open in, in eight and so you don't really have many options but okay uh, i can't kill him if i try to run past him he might hit me mm-hmm. maybe i'll shoot him in the leg to stun him and then i can run past him or i can keep backtracking more and try to figure out a longer way around in this game if you you know oh pursuers coming after you you look for a item in the center of the room and then just walk around it, and then they'll walk around it, and then you keep going. So that's kinda lame. Yeah. And it took me a minute to really catch up, you know, to like catch in on that. Uh which is very sad because after the castle level, we go to this real fun escape room type level in the dollhouse. Uh which is I think my favorite part in the game. All your weapons are taken away. It's genuinely scary. It's genuinely fucking scary. Are you familiar with the work of Trevor Henderson?
1: No, what's he do?
0: He's a horror artist, and I love his work. And he's on Instagram. You can find his stuff. He's really good at having, like, d- disformed figures off in the distance, like, shrouded in, like, darkness. So you just get the idea of what's looking at you. And um, he he did Siren Head. But um,
1: oh, this level okay. very
0: much has a-, a scare in it that's extremely effective. It's a bit of a jump scare, but it's extremely effective. And then th- there's more of a pursuit angle after that. But definitely one of the best levels in the game. I had a great time there. Um, Then after that, we have another uh, part of the game that's more think on your feet. Uh, Very fast-paced, very energetic, uh, very anxiety-inducing in a very good way. Very fun. And finally, the last actual level um, that Ethan goes through with these four lords is um, a big industrial level. You're in this factory. It kind of takes you out of the gothic setting a little bit. I don't mind it as much uh, as much as other people do. I know a lot of people have been complaining about this part. But um, what really gets me is that it's very much a labyrinth. And not only that, but it keeps going. So it's kind of one of the longest parts of these multiple levels that you go through. And what happens is you fall to the bottom and you have to make your way back up but you keep falling down like two, three times in scripted events, and it's very mm. frustrating. And Going then to it the leads... same place. Yeah. yeah, and then it leads to a big mech robot fight. I'm sorry? <laughs> I'll say no more. Um, so it's like, okay, there's fun to be had, but I'm definitely not looking forward to that. I, I You know what? In, in later uh, replays, because Resident Evil games are very replayable, and they reward replays, and they're more fun on replays. Um, I do plan on playing this again at a harder difficulty and maybe I will enjoy that level more uh, once I play it again and I have more of an understanding of what happens and where to go but at first it is so fucking frustrating I waste so much time there it was just not fun Um, but the rest of the game after that's good there's a bit of an action part where you play as a different character for a moment Um, and that's always fun to see I like like little switch ups like that there's a couple twists at the end more surprises Um, so overall that experience was fun but I do just wish that that one level was a little better. Uh, now, as far as um, the story goes, Chris Redfield could have explained all of this in the beginning of the game. Mm. And that is the most frustrating fucking thing. It, the, the story's fine. It's fun. I know people complain about the dialogue being kind of cheesy, but I'm okay with that. It's Resident Evil. But, yeah. not, I'm not here for the dialogue. I'm That's not here Capcom for the in general. It, yeah, yeah. Um, I think everybody did a fine job with what they had and they made it fun. But, ugh. So there is a part where, um, in the beginning, Mia, you know, Chris comes in, shoots Mia and all that, and doesn't explain mm-hmm. anything to you. There were several moments throughout the entire fucking game where Chris could have just been like, all right, time to level with you and let you know what's going on. Should have been the first moment. No reason why you couldn't just tell him. Ethan is obviously a very capable person because he survived Resident Evil 7, and he was given training in the meantime as we get to Resident Evil 8. He was given BSS, uh, BSAA training. So he's a little more capable and talented in this game. So you'd think Chris would just be like, hey, here's a situation. You can't be involved. Stay home. But instead, he just doesn't tell him anything. So Ethan goes on this big quest that could have kind of been avoided in many ways. And the more you see Chris, and the less he tells you is fucking annoying and I hate it. But um, they do do a very interesting thing as far as slowly trickling information to you. So as you're running around the village, you'll go into a house, go here, go there. And then later on, you'll see, you go inside this church and you're in this weird ass old looking church, but you see big milita- like a big military box with like a laptop on it and a stethoscope and some notes. And it's like, oh shit, this is Chris's team. This is what he's doing. And so you're mm-hmm. reading that and you're seeing kind of what's going on there, which I think alludes to another like, uh, assignment Ada sort of DLC where you play as Chris and like what he's going through. I think mm-hmm. that would be a lot of fun or like a, a team member of his and see like their side, because you see a couple of these little out little like setups throughout the game that give you more information as to what's going on in the big picture. So that, that trickle that, that slow drip of information is, is very satisfying. I love shit like that. And you'll, you'll, you'll even see too later on as well I was going to say, you will even see too later on. Um, some of the destruction left behind by whatever's going on while you're in the castle or in the swamp or in the factory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that that's very exciting to know that there is potential because Resident Evil seven had a shit ton of DLC.
1: A lot. So I, yeah, I would assume,
0: yeah, I would assume that this game would have a lot too. Hopefully some of it's free, but I wouldn't mind dipping a little extra. Um, cause it's just so good, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much it for the main game. Um,
1: can, can I share what I know about Resident Evil 8 so far?
0: Yeah, what do you, what do you know? Because I want to I talk a little bit about the side modes uh, after this.
1: I know that I thought you wouldn't like it because the only thing you told me was Resident Evil 8 hours. Uh,
0: <laughs> that was the first, yeah, it was very short. It's a very mm-hmm. short game, which they but, all kind of are. Yeah,
1: well, it goes into replayability. It's all about getting yeah. like the best score. Um, Ethan Winters looks like Griffin McElroy. He looks like a basic ass like white dude no offense he has nothing. he's got
0: like no face or anything
1: no they were released an official render i, I really? thought it was revealed in the game yeah no,
0: you don't you don't see his face at all in the game
1: here hold up i want i want your actual live okay. reaction to this yeah show me wait i'll edit through this
0: because yeah I, I i still think that's a very baffling decision and i get it it's first person you want to make the player feel blah 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 but uh mm-hmm. i i still think of all the characters we have it, it would be nice to not have one who can't show their face. For a main character um especially one who's supposedly an everyman it would be nice to like be able to connect with that person
1: i have just sent you what ethan winters looks like okay i thought this was in the game but i guess it's a render they released
0: it says you sent a gift
1: yeah i don't know why
0: that's him that's no. ethan winters uh, yeah that's yep. funny yeah
1: <laughs> he just looks like a dude You know, not even like a dude, like, like, uh, they're calling him a wife guy. Wow. Yeah,
0: that's, that's pretty funny, man. That, I guess.
1: That, that, and before, like, I knew that, um, I knew that Lady Dementia wasn't going to be the main villain. I didn't know there was four lords you had to go through, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. And her and um, Heisenberg don't get along.
0: Yeah, Heisenberg. I like Heisenberg a lot as a character, but his level is just not fun. Yeah. So that that's a real shame. But I did like him as a character, and there was a really good. Actually, no, there was a great moment in the factory that that was fun. Um, there's a big uh, one of the monsters, this big fan monster, where okay. uh, it's got all this like crazy armor and shit on, and it's got this big like propeller in front of it. And it just keeps chugging towards you and like knocking everything in its path, busting down walls. Okay. The first time you see that is fucking terrifying. So I had a real that, that was good. That was good stuff. Okay. Um
1: that's all I know about it.
0: Um, yeah, so with Heisenberg, I I liked his character a lot. And you, you could tell he has a lot of animosity towards his siblings and, and later on, spoilers again, this is all spoilers. He he really doesn't like Mother Miranda and he has a mm-hmm. lot of issues with her, and he wants to kind of recruit Ethan to help him like take her down. But that doesn't really go anywhere. Uh after because you know you have your big fight with him and whatnot. I would have liked some more interactivity between the four lords and mother Miranda and everybody, because what you get is just one scene in the beginning of all of them together. And it's good stuff. Like it's, it's a really, really good scene, seeing them argue, bicker and everything. This, this dysfunctional family, Mm -hmm. which we, we get a lot of those family themes in the last game too. And it's very intentional. Um, and yeah, this game, you just see them all together once and then you don't really see them interact. Like, I don't know. It'd be nice to see a character like Heisenberg shows up at the swamp level to like taunt you or something. And then Moreau is like, oh, go away. You mm-hmm. know, just give me some more interaction with them. Uh, unfortunately, we don't get that much with that. But... Yeah, have,
1: have them check in on each other, see how they're doing. Yeah. Hey, did and... you kill Ethan Winters yet? No. Yeah. You com- all
0: complain to each other, the yeah. grievances. Maybe Maybe Ethan doesn't defeat Heisenberg. Heisenberg's a very powerful character. Uh, mm-hmm. And maybe Ethan can't defeat him. But Heisenberg's defeated by Mother Miranda because he tries to, you know, Coup. tries to take her down or something. Yeah. yeah, it's like that would be cool. That would be a cool way to dispatch this enemy who, who's maybe a little too OP for Ethan. But um, nope. You just take him out with a giant mech suit. Okay. With a big fucking mech suit. Fair with enough. With a big chainsaw and it's goofy. That's um, still pretty cool
1: though. It's yeah, it's just, dumb.
0: It's goofy. Yeah. It's Ugh. it's again Resident Evil Resident Evil Four goofy. Not something I'm complaining about. Um, it's just very very sudden, sure. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, so that's pretty much the main story and main game, Uh, aside from the main game and how replayable it is, uh, because you do want to go back and upgrade your weapons. You get the infinite weapons. You get other unlockable weapons and shit throughout. Um, There's the Mercenaries mode, which I was very fucking excited for. Uh, One of my favorite games on the Nintendo 3DS was Resident Evil The Mercenaries 3D, which is just the Mercenaries mode on the 3DS. But I thought it was great. I spent hours on that shit. Um, So the Mercenaries mode is back. And that's a lot of fun. I'm I'm kind of like getting into my own groove and like my own system of how to do things because you can like buy shit from the Duke between levels. Mm-hmm. But my God, so you can't move on to the next, uh, you can't get the next stage until you get an a rank or above on the current stage. And there's a big fat fucking factory stage in here. And I spend most of my time, no matter how many times I play it, running around like a chicken without its dick, trying to figure out where the fuck to go. So, I end up like (laughs) losing all my time and all my points. It's awful. So, I I still have not, I haven't played it that much, sure, Mm. but I still haven't beaten the factory stage in, uh, Mercenaries, uh, because I need to just memorize that fucking map. So, that's annoying. Just do better. The factory is always just going to piss me off. Mm. But, uh, yeah, I mean, aside from that, I did have a great time with Resident Evil 8. I can't wait to keep replaying it. Um, it is short. I know I I had that issue with it, Mm -hmm. but I, the more I think about it, the more I don't see it as an issue because, after I played Resident Evil 8, I went back and played Resident Evil 4 on my Switch. Uh, fantastic port on there. I really enjoy it. And I just breezed through the game in like a day and a half just because mm. it's like my fifth playthrough. I have a bunch of like really good weapons and I just kind of went through it and I had a great time and I can see that happening with 8 where, you know, in, in, in a couple months I'm going to go and I'm going to replay it and have a great time and I'm going to play it again later on and I'm going to have an even better time. Um, so... Yeah, replayable as fuck. I don't mind the the, the short runtime. If anything, it's gonna be more fun for me to try to get the fastest runtime. But um, yeah, good stuff. Resident Evil Eight. I give it an eight out of ten.
1: You give it you give it one arm up, because Ethan it, only has one arm. So
0: I give it half an arm. Yeah. Well, I, the, uh, I another thing I should probably mention. I love games that have the the fucked up everyman, or, mm. you know, the 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 die hard. Oh, you know. First this happens, then this happens, and oh, now he's, he's walking on glass, and so now his feet are fucked up, and I love that progression of damage throughout a story, especially a story that takes place in one day, that one crazy night, bottle kind of shit, um, and this game does that pretty well. Um, right from the get, Ethan gets two of his fingers bit off, so the entire time you're walking around like a ninja turtle, nice. with just three fingers on the left hand, and that's great. Um, it's a great detail. And cool. then, like, yeah
1: people people are like why is it just his hands the whole time i'm like that's all you can see while you're going throughout see. the game yeah. you know like why would they yeah
0: yeah and more more shit happens later on like you'll see like um like the daughters of lady d they have these sights that they'll like jam into your legs and shit and drag you around mm. and it's really thrilling stuff it's great um other like little creatures like when you get to the dollhouse they'll be like stabbing you with a bunch of crazy shit and it's all over the place oh. um um I, I, there's one great jump, like kind of like jump startling kind of moment. Mm. Uh, it's not a jump scare, but it's very surprising. I don't want to ruin for you. Just mm. it was very effective when it worked for me. Even though okay. you know what's going to happen after, it's still a very effective scene. It's the first time you really interact with Lady D, okay. um, gameplay wise. Uh, so, real good stuff there. Uh, yeah, I give Resi 8 an 8 out of 10, like 8.5, closer to a 9 than a 7. Um, anyway, um, on to our final topics. We've got to wrap this sucker up. Yeah. Uh, Just to lay, we I want to set the stage for season two here because we got a lot of events coming up that we want to cover. Uh, there are so many fucking video game events coming up, Kenny. Too many. Too many. We have too many. So we have, and we're going to be covering most, if not all, of these. But we have. Dragon Quest Showcase coming up. That's going to be the day this uh, drops, actually. Mm-hmm. Uh, there'll be a Dragon Quest Showcase. They're going to talk about the new games coming out. Uh, they said games, so there's multiple. But hopefully they talk about oh. Dragon Quest 12. Okay. I absolutely adore 11. I'm having a great time with it. It's a, a nice, casual game I like to go back and forth uh, with. So anyway, Dragon Quest uh, Showcase is going to happen. Very excited. We have Summer Games Fest. That's going to start June 10th. Uh, then we have E3, mm-hmm, the that's big one. start, that's gonna start June 12th, <laughs> so two days after. While well, wow. Summer Games Fest is still going on, and we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna follow with all these, we're gonna update you on all these. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have rumors for a Nintendo Direct next month, we have rumors for uh, another Resident Evil showcase that, I know we're gonna get another one soon, but I, I heard that we might get one sooner than we expect, mm-hmm. so maybe we get another one soon, it's gonna talk about some DLC later on in the year. And then we have a Monster Hunter Showcase. It's going to be on the 26th as well, same day as the uh, Dragon Quest one. Um, and not only that, too, but... F- so the Summer Games Fest, I thought that this was going to be like a cute little whatever the fuck, but they got some big-name companies here. Huh. So, like a- yeah, they got... Well, so, now, E3's pretty much got all these same names, too, except mm-hmm. uh, E3 has Nintendo, Summer Games Fest is not. But it's still pretty impressive. So check this out. They got 2K, Activision... Amazon Games, Prime Games, whatever the fuck they're calling it. So they're going to be there because they're sponsoring it. Mm-hmm. They have uh, Blizzard, Capcom, Revolver, uh, I'm sorry, Devolver, EA, uh, Epic Games are going to be there. We have Gearbox, Bandai Namco, Sega, uh, PlayStation, Square Enix, Ubisoft, Xbox, Warner Bros. So they're going to talk about Batman shit. Mm-hmm. And check this shit out, Wizards of the Coast. Are you familiar with anything Wizards yeah. of the Coast does?
1: Yeah, Dungeons have- and Dragons. And
0: Magic the Gathering. And Magic so the our- Gathering, yeah. Huh? So that's pretty much what I got. But either way, Kenny, is there anything you want to discuss before we fuck off for all eternity?
1: Uh I yeah, and another month hiatus.
0: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nice. Uh
1: no, I'm glad to be back. You know, I miss talking to you. I missed I you. the audience. And, you know, I miss making bad money off of all of our millions of listeners. So Yeah,
0: finally, now that we're doing the show again yeah. we can Make money off the time we're putting into it. Yeah, I, miss, I week, miss
1: when people would stop me in the street and ask me to like autograph, you know, like yeah. their body parts, you know? It yeah, was like.
0: <laughs> They're copies of Yakuza Like a Dragon.
1: <laughs> yeah, th- that too, if that's what you want to call those body parts. That'd be cool. Um, you know?
0: But yeah, no, uh, I'm very excited for next week's show. We have a couple of uh, fun topics that we're going to be discussing that I'm excited for. Uh, I didn't want to cram them all into one episode, so we have a lot to go over next week as well. So. Ladies, gentlemen, everyone in between, thank you so much for listening. Uh, if you want to listen to more, then listen to all of our older episodes. There's a, a ton of them. I think there's 17 of them, something like that. Right? We did a bit. We did. A, we did a bunch. So uh, go listen to those. Share with your friends. Uh, let us know what we could do better or worse. Uh, follow us on Casuals underscore Cast on Instagram.
1: I think it's dot though. No, 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 Is no. I wrote this dot.
0: I wrote this down. I wrote this down. <laughs> It's casuals underscore cast.
1: Okay, okay, you're right this time. I wrote it down. Okay.
0: Season two, baby. Hey. Two. Is, we're doing it. Um. But no. Uh. Follow. You can follow me on Instagram. Uh, the Evil Dead Alive underscores between every word. You can follow Kenny on Instagram. shonenpro. Pro. Um. Read Dune. That's what I'm gonna say. If you're listening to this podcast today, uh, read Dune, and there will be a test next week when you listen. Uh, and I will ask mm-hmm. you questions about Dune. This mm-hmm. is for everybody, not only you, Kenny.
1: Yeah, I'm not doing
0: it. (laughs) Okay. Well, anyway, thank you all so much for listening. I love you all. Have a great week. Be safe. Have fun. Spit in your uh, loved one's mouth. Bye.
1: Bye.